0: Paul we've got our our friend Anthony in here today and of course uh, one of the things that we've talked about a lot uh, is the education the amount of money that is being put into education in this budget and um, the thing that's interesting it's not a lack of funding is it there's not a lack of funding
1: no it's i think it's the top spending item (laughs) in the state budget and it, it only gets bigger and bigger so you know when I hear the the uh, when I hear the people in the education community saying that they need more money, uh, which has been been repeated for years now, uh, they've gotten that money.
0: Right. I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's not about how much money's being spent because we're spending enough money. You know, a I mean,
1: considerable amount. It, it, there's
0: yeah. a lot of money being spent on education, and so when when I hear people say there's not enough money and the, the budget for this or we can't do this or we got to b- bump this up or this that and everything, it's like well. Spending a lot of money is one thing, but what are you actually doing with the money?
1: And again, as you were pointing out earlier, uh, one of the things that needs investigation is is if you look at the amount of money spent per student in various school districts or in private right. schooling settings, and you see the results that are coming out for the dollars that are being spent, it would make you question, you know, what's working and what's not.
0: Yeah. No. No question about it. Well, Paul, it is Friday. And I know that it's well five o'clock somewhere. So. It is. It, you know what? You're
1: absolutely right about that. <laughs> so hopefully you have a, a,
0: a nice weekend and you're able to go and uh, you know unwind a little bit. I know my five o'clock comes a couple of hours after yours, but um, it, it, it's always nice to be able to unwind. Now you 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 said you like a little little glass of bourbon. I'm, a, I'm I like a nice cold Coors Light
1: nice yeah, it's, cool, it's cool. What I actually will be having today is is my second favorite, which is a nice vodka martini.
0: Okay, well there you go. That's even I, I can do that too.
1: A little dirty,
0: <laughs> but yeah. uh, man, I tell you, there's nothing better than when I'm just like, and I'm in, I'm having one of those days. I yeah. sit down, a nice cold Coors Light just sort of takes the edge off.
1: Right, yeah. absolutely. And When the weather's like this, beer is great.
0: Absolutely. Well, enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Paul. And we will see you over the uh, uh, on Monday. Same to the both of you. All right, we've got Anthony. Uh, well, we got Anthony uh, in Oakland and uh, with us, and of course, Anthony is with us every week. Thankfully, uh, brings some sanity to uh, this show. It's and, it's,
2: uh, it's hard to bring sanity to Pittsburgh at this point. Right As <laughs> yeah. I was coming up here, Paul, on the Fort Duquesne Boulevard, I guess it's yeah. called, to get up to yeah. get up to the before you get to the tunnels, I saw at least ten encampments. Really, of homeless people. And they were walking, as I made that turn to, to come down, they were walking across the street. They could be killed. You know, this is where you have folks. That's not compassion, Paul. You have to clean those things out, man. You can't have them tent having tents on Fort Duquesne Boulevard. Yeah, I mean. I, I, under the bridge, like, you know. And you know,
0: the counter that they would, you know, the Bethanies of the world would give you is, well, what do you do? Oh. What do you do? How do you, what do you do with those people? Right. Well,
2: you you, Paul, here's what you do to these to those folks. You give them the opportunity to clean up their life, to get their act together. Those folks aren't destitute. I keep telling you folks out there, these folks, they get SSI, SSD, food stamps. They have income. They just don't want to live like you and I with 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 responsible lifestyles. They just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So they're going to get. So you you goody two shoes who keep giving them tents and everything you're not helping these people you're not helping them
0: well and the thing about it is if they continue to get all these benefits what's the incentive right. for them to to move forward
2: they're using the money to let's be very clear to buy liquor and drugs and all kind of other things they're doing that's what they're doing folks and you there's nothing more insulting to know that we have a a job crisis because jobs aren't being filled and seeing these able-bodied, bustling-type-looking guys and girls who could be working but refuse to do it because there's no accountability left in the, in the United States anymore. And people like myself who have been here for 68 years coming next month, I'm sick of looking at it, man. Mm-hmm. We've got chaos out here. And, and and people are making excuses for chaos. Right. As you were talking about with the school system. Right. The reason why hey, hey, let, let's break this down, Paul. Um, in the in the public schools, the good kids are being affected by the hooligans. Okay, the teachers are trying to focus in on the good kids. The teachers don't want to lose the good kids. That's what their fight is all about. Right, right, they don't right. want to vulture program because they know the private schools are not going to take
0: the hoodlums. <laughs> They're only going to take the good kids. So they don't want them to leave. Well, that was always funny, Anthony. We had a guy call in and basically say, you know, "Uh, our schools, we don't want gangbangers coming from these other schools. And I'm like... The gangbangers aren't the ones that are going to no. be using the vouchers. No. First of all, second of all, why 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 use a coded a coded word like gangbangers? Right. Why not just say we don't want black kids yeah, in our well, school? they don't. Look, why, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Why why not just go all the way and say what you really mean? But you don't want see, and and they're
2: selective. Once you're, but see, here's here's something. They better read the fine print. Mm. They take that hundred any portion of that hundred million dollar. Now you got requirements. To see, you have to accept everybody. Yeah, you've got it there's You there's, gotta accept them all now. You can't be selective as you once were.
0: Right. You can be there there's certain there's certain things that you can be selective with, but you're right. You you don't have autonomy in terms no. of, of making your own rules as to who you can bring in. But 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 there are still some uh, requirements that would have to be met. But, but my point is exactly what you just said is exactly the point. The good students, right? Yes are largely ones. Whose parents value education? Yes, they're the ones who want the kids out. But, they but, but it's, not, the not the yeah, it's not even just right. that, though, Anthony. I mean, like you know, even if your kids stay right. at that school, yes. they're the ones that are making sure that they get the most out of their education. Well, Paul, this listen—I'm
2: a living, talking example of this. Back in the late '90s, I had my my, my youngest son was struggling in a Pittsburgh public school, um, and it was get—it was just. Horrendous. Now I had a my second oldest son, he did very well in the Pittsburgh public right, schools. Right. But my youngest son was not, he was struggling. I took a second job and enrolled him in a private Catholic school. But why did I do that? Because I wanted discipline. I wanted parent participation. I wanted uniform. I wanted the structure right. that we didn't get in the public school because I would go up to his school and sit in on the class on those days the teachers loved it because they had discipline that day. Nobody acted up when a right. parent an adult parent was in right. the class. But now you can't even do that in a public school. You got to go through all this background checks and this <laughs> and that. But people say, "Man, the heck with all that." Right. I'm not I'm not applying for the FBI. I'm coming to see what is going on in the schools. Right. So they've made a quagmire out of it, a bureaucracy
0: out of it, and it's just we're in bad shape. Paul. Well, if you take if you take yeah if you take the the voucher let's take the voucher discussion you know off the table for a minute. This budget has the most money that we've ever had for education. Yes. And the thing about it is, we've had lots of money spent on education in this state. Yes. Maybe there's some other states you know where they haven't been able to. You know, some of the, the this, you know, some of the southern states. You know, some of the southern and some yeah. of you know some of the poorer states in the Midwest. I'm yeah. sure they haven't been able to, but. In this state, no, we, we have, have f- funded schools to the, you know, to, 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 the the, to whatever. Yes. If you could be the czar of education in this state, what would be the one thing that you would change to make sh- to try and make sure we're not just keeping throwing, you know, bad money after good, right. which it seems like we're doing in a lot of areas? All right, the question to Anthony was, what needs to change about uh, our education uh, uh the way that we do public education, and and again, I, I I'll, I'll prep I'll preface it that by saying this: I don't believe that money is the problem. No, I, I I you know, are there some schools that are underfunded or whatever a little bit? Probably, but in general, the money is there. Right. So. You know, to me, people are arguing like, you know, uh, one crowd argues about, well, we shouldn't fund it through property taxes. We should do it this way. We should do it that way. We should do whatever. Listen, we're going to fund it. Whatever way you want it, you know, whatever. The, the arguments about who funds the schools is are, are, are secondary to, okay, what do we do with the money? So that was the question I posed to you. What do we do with the money regardless of how we, you know, decide to tax people to get it?
2: Well, there's no accountability to what happens with the money. The majority of it, let's be very clear, goes to teachers' costs for their benefits and their salaries. And secondly, it's for the so-called education of the children. But there's no accountability in the urban areas. And when you look at what the suburbs do, they do it with less. So why aren't we emulating how what the suburbs are doing to educate their children? The first thing I know in the inner city is very, very clear. When I used to go to parent-teacher conferences or meetings, very few parents came. So you have to have parent participation. It's similar to why we see the juvenile crime, because you you have an absence of parent participation in their their children's life. To them, uh, these schools are babysitters. (laughs) So that's what the deal is. So your child is, if your child has no structure at home, and, and they're bringing it out to school, then it's an environment where no one's going to be able to learn properly. Yeah. So, yeah, the, te- the they don't even want you to bring up test scores. But that's how we hold things accountable, isn't it? Yeah. By scoring. Right. And you see, you can't read, you can't write. Then what in the world are we doing here? Why should you be paid? Why should you even get an increase in your pay? You should be cut.
0: Well, the thing about it is it's, fun, it's interesting hearing that come from you because you're a union guy. You know, you're a guy who's been a union guy your whole life and unions But I don't support I don't support
2: incompetent unions. You know, when I when I was a union rep, when the collective bargaining came out, I made it mandatory for my folks who I had to cover to read it inside and out. Said I can't if you don't know what's in your collective bargaining agreement, you could be screwing something up and then I'm I don't have time to come over every day for, for, for hearings. Yeah. Right. For for writing up things. Was there ever you
0: somebody uh, that when you were you know, representing unions and stuff that were fired, that you you know you obviously I guess had to go to bat for, but you re- you 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 understood that they probably should have been fired? Uh, yeah, yeah. But the, when, high absenteeism. I used to tell them all the time,
2: y- if you have great attendance and you're not late, I can help you all the way. But when I we get into one of these hearings and they throw up. You know, in, 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 a two, in a month's time, you've called off six times. I can't help you. <laughs> but let me t- – but listen, so it's important to have you – because let me tell you – I'm going to give you an example. I meant to tell you this last week when you were talking about it. I had texted you, mm-hmm. but something had happened. You were, were on something else. Don't You remember the O.J. Simpson trial? Right. When the verdict came in? Right. Right. Um, you had people who were – there were monitors all over. You had people who got fired – for cheering the verdict. I had to represent those folks because they got fired for cheering. Right. I used to have to represent that's why I used to always discourage people from going to Christmas parties too. I said, Don't go to Christmas party. Don't go <laughs> to these functions. Because I had to represent people who got fired because when the owner's wife or something danced too closely with somebody, that person would get fired. Right. So the I was shocked at the O.J. Simpson thing. I had I had ten people got fired. I'm surprised. You know,
0: I I know there's a couple of places that I had heard of back then that refused to have the TVs on. Right. Well, for but, that very reason. Right. Well, they well some the and well, then you saw some of these companies where everybody was like gathered in the cafeteria watching the verdict. I'm like, is anyone working here yeah. or what's going on? I, I had to I had to file grievances because they got fired.
2: I said, it's the First Amendment. You had the television on. They they don't have the right to cheer yeah. or boo. You There were some people who didn't like the verdict. They didn't get fired. Right. You only fired the ones who liked the verdict, who yeah. who, who were happy with the verdict. Right. And I said, there's a multitude of reasons why people were that way. And that, that's historic. And I wasn't going to go into it. But I want everyone at arbitration. Because how can you do You're not going to do that. Right.
0: See, that makes sense because the, and that's really the function of a union in, in many right. ways is to protect workers from that kind of silliness it was silly uh but 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 what happens and what part of the problem is is then it becomes really really difficult for companies to move on from bad employees uh, it depends on your union government unions yeah private sector unions no you know it's not it's
2: not that difficult to be quite honest to be honest with you no. Because uh, the like I said, they, they they have all your paperwork, man. Right, right. And they, they and they keep receipts, as the young kids call it today, and and they want as soon as you mess up, they want to get here. Come the receipts, man. And now we can we can dissect it, but it's difficult sometimes.
0: It's funny you you brought up the uh, OJ trial, um, and I was <laughs> I was uh, watching that Innocence Project. We were just talking about that on, right. on Netflix. Um, And it's, as we've seen with this Robert Bowers trial here, uh, I actually believe resources, probably more than any other factor, determines how fair of a trial you're going to get. Would you agree with that? Of course. Of course. If you got a public defender
2: or you have a a low, you don't have much money you could afford to pay a high-powered attorney, oh, you're going to jail because— you know simpson had the best money could buy but if they don't find but that's how you private investigators private investigators are the key right. to a lot of this right the government has those you don't if you got a private <laughs> uh, if you've got a public defender there's no private detectives out there accumulating for you you're on your own right and you and it's a it's a fate complete that's why you, you see a lot of people just take a p- cop a plea as they call it OK, I mean, instead of getting life, we're going to give you 20 because you don't have the resources to fight what the government's saying. And right. most people, black and white, believe the authorities, believe government. That's that's another myth. That's what angered me about how the how uh, Judge um, Colville, federal judge Colville, allowed the prosecutors to ex- exclude blacks, Hispanics and Jews from that jury. Why? It's it's like you put out this connotation is black people can't find someone guilty and even want to send them to death. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. What well, are you talking well, about? Uh, uh,
0: I think well, why did the prosecution want that? I, I
2: Well, of course, they can't say why they think they <laughs> want it. But those of us who are sitting, I'm, I'm at the barbershop with my friends. We know why, because right. they there's this, this assumption because of OJ. Right. That we as black folks. Meanwhile, black folks
0: sit on jury panels all the time
2: all the and the send time people and to people, jail yeah. for life. And de- the death penalty were the states that have the death penalty right. in Texas. Right. So why are you doing it? I don't know. Right. It, but you, you should. But the, it looks bad you're, you're when you so do You're so right. It. The,
0: OJ, the OJ trial, the OJ jury, uh, really, in a lot of ways, hurt the perception of black jurors. Yes. And then, of course, it didn't help when, you know, 10 years later they had that. Documentary or whatever, 15 years later, they had a documentary and they had a couple of the jurors saying, Yeah, you know what? The hell with it. It was uh, the, the one was like, Yeah, it, w- it was payback for Rodney King right. or whatever. That doesn't help. Now, of course, but, it doesn't but, help. It's but, ignorant. But the problem is, you know, there's a whole lot of other people out there that obviously don't think that way no. or whatever. No, the most, the majority of the people, listen, That that's
2: the perception I, I want to. Down here, push down. That black folks are all of a sudden so accepting. No, they're not. Right. Now the media grabs those uh, rebel rouser types who want to blame the police for everything. But the majority of black folk who pay their taxes, who go to work, we want a safe environment too.
0: Did you see? Uh, did you see at the NAACP from Oakland? Did you see that? Yeah. When the NAACP and the from progressives Oakland... are on them. Yeah, and the, and the progressives are all angry because the NAACP um is basically saying listen, this crap ain't working. No, it's not pa- we need we need to put criminals in yes. jail. We need to get this under control because Oakland apparently has turned into like apocalypse now.
2: Paul, we're not far behind, my friend. We had a, a guy yesterday who was he was arrested on Tuesday. okay? He made no bond. They let him out, no bond. Here's where the breakdown in the system is. What does he do on Thursday? Well, he he robs a man on the bike uh, path, steals his bike, goes further down a couple miles away, wants to carjack another person. He gets caught by the police. He runs away. He jumps into the river. The river rescue and paramedics are out there. They're going, putting their stuff on to try to get him out of the water. He tries to stab one of them. And it's a breakdown, Paul. Why wasn't he... He was a aggravated assault on Tuesday. Why wasn't he in jail? Why who lets some people out on aggravated assault, Paul?
0: Well, without it, at least without some bail or Yeah, of course. You know. Uh, then,
2: I mean, Paul, the, and and the worst thing that happened to this country was uh the shutdowns because it shut the courts system down for two and a half years, where they were people who were arrested were just being sent home, not some without monitors, come back late, and they just went on a rampage, Paul. They Mm. they organized. They stole money from the system as far as unemployment compensation and PPO. They they're they're still they got organized criminals now breaking you see them every day, bro. Breaking in jury stores, breaking in high class stores. Because it's a it's a syndicate syndicate now, Paul, of criminals. They see one thing you folks have to understand about criminals. They don't care about laws, people.
0: Yeah. That's the big thing. Yes. They don't care about laws. You can't give them a break. You can't
2: send them home with their ankle bracelet or we'll <laughs> see you later. Because, like, that gave you the example. Now, if you got out for aggravated assault, <laughs> the normal person would say, well, I better cool it you, until my trial. I was, yeah.
0: yeah, you're right. Hey, the no, normal I, person would say that. But they're like, well, hell, I got out this time. Yeah. I, had, I was thinking of you the other day, though. Yesterday, I was thinking of you. And I was like, uh, I, I hope Andrew I, Anthony saw this video. The Chicago mayor. So I don't know if you saw, but there was a, a, a large group of teens and hoodlums who basically went into one area of the city and just ransacked a bunch of stores and, you know, did all kinds of looting and, and, and just out of control, you know what I mean? Jumping on cars and smashing things and great. Right? One of the reporters asked the mayor, About this and what they're, you know, what they're going to do or how they're going to do it and use the word, you know, you basically had a, you know, mob of. The mayor spent about two or three minutes lecturing the reporter on why we shouldn't use the word mob. We should use the word gathering of people.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: And this is the guy that won an election and, and, you know and, and now, and now, the, the, I, the, I'm assuming I'm, I'm I'm scared to death for what happens in Chicago. I, I, I mean, Robbie, you know, Robbie was right. here the other day. Right. He he was talking about how Chicago used to be because he, you know, I asked right. him what his best, what his favorite town is to visit. I love Chicago. Right. He at said, one time, it, it used to be his favorite place. Yes. He said now, it doesn't feel safe walking well, around. I have
2: no sympathy for those folks in Chicago. They had an opportunity. There was a person who yes. ran against this progressive. Right. Who could have who was gonna change it all. They put they followed the one progressives with yeah. the worst progressive. Right, right. And this person see, folks, what you have to understand, progressives are more worried about what you say than the actions of the criminals. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, let's not call them yes. a mob. Let's no. call them this is not a mob we're talking oh, about. Oh my Let's goodness call gracious. them the, a gathering of people. A he gathering says. of people. <laughs> a gathering of criminals who did <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the best is the guy that did the video. Right. Like, superimposed under, you know, had the the mayor's, you know, press conference, but he superimposed all the video from that night of these idiots ransacking the place.
2: (laughs) It was just similar to what happened in 2020, where you had a CNN reporter who was standing outside talking about, well, this is a peaceful, it was a peaceful (laughs) gathering around him. It looked like Hades (laughs) in back of him. It was burned. It looked like. The towering inferno. No. How would you mean
0: a peaceful protest? Yeah, really. I mean, <laughs> but that's what I said. I thought the first person I thought of when I watched that video was you. Here's a mayor lecturing the media. Let's not call these criminals what they are. Right. Let's not use bad words towards these criminals. You might hurt their feeling. <laughs> I mean, oh, seriously. I know. Well, you know, the, the, now they. What are they gonna do? You're stuck with him now. <laughs> Let's not point out that they're criminals and thugs and they're, you know, destroying uh, the, the, uh, this, this area of the city by ransacking and looting stores and you know, jumping on cars and all the other nonsense. Let's not hurt their feelings.
2: Well, you know what? Let uh, me tell you how shrewd Trump is. <laughs> when he got, when he left the tarmac, the, he talked to reporters for a few minutes before he got on his jet. And he said, what happened to Washington, D.C.? <laughs> Stores are closed. It's filthy. It's dirty. Folks, you may not like that man, but it resonates to just the regular folks, yeah. not the progressives. To the progressives, everything's a panacea to them. The system is was wrong. Uh systematic racism. All that but to the common person sitting here watching what's happening in DC, because DC is starting to look like downtown Pittsburgh in a lot of places, mm-hmm. they're saying, What in the world's happened? Paul these towns are filthy I saw a picture of Philadelphia the other day it looked like an apocalypse movie yeah no,
0: no. Anthony uh and this is something that we need to get into more when we have more time next week so we have the jail down the old jail down there in the north side the what was it West Penn you yeah. know um, yeah. that West is sitting idle and doing nothing right. there's a warehouse down there that they've taken an em- 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 eminent domain of pretty much down in the same area there's four or five buildings in downtown pittsburgh that are just sitting idle because of uh, a number of different reasons but mostly because historical society is you know trying to designate these buildings as well you can't tear them down or do anything with it the west Penn, you know they're, they're talking about 44 million to tear it down and then making most of it a park which last i check doesn't Doesn't make any money doesn't make any money here's my question to you why are so many people that have power so afraid of progress and so afraid of commerce well paul if
2: those folks were living back in the early 60s and late 50s Mm and 60s when david l lawrence decided that they wanted to clean up Point State Park, which when I was a kid had industrial, had warehouses, had industrial like mm-hmm. steel mill type things down there. It was a mess. Now they were from the eighteen hundreds. They tore them down and saved the the fort. Right, okay, right. Th- that was the real history. That other stuff was not. That's called progress. You can't sit see, but uh, to a lot of these folks, these mm-hmm. who love to preserve all this, th- they sit there and they watch. Me TV, and they see Andy Griffin's show, and it makes them feel good because that's the era they want to stay in.
0: And it's, it, folks, there's some information. It's not going to happen. Right. Like I was talking about, you know, the Froggies building downtown. Right. You know, remember the old bar? Froggies. Oh, yeah. I remember it. I remember Froggy. Right he was a good there. dude. Right. That, that, that bar there on Market Street, right. which is, you know, pretty close to the center, heart of uh, central downtown. Um, it's now been sitting idle since, I think, 2002, maybe. Yeah. It's now been sitting idle. And they have this developer who's been fighting with the city and with this preservation group for at least six or seven years. And basically he's almost to the point where they've exhausted all of their appeals, right? right. So you've got this building that he would love to turn into some townhomes, some retail, and some parking that he can't do. Because now, in, in the case of this, to me, if you open up, that Western Penn site, right? Sell it to somebody. Of
2: course. put it, Get it on the tax rolls again. Right. Making it a park means it's not, it's not bringing in any income. <laughs>
0: I mean, seriously. Right. And, well, it's on the waterfront. Okay, well, make some of the waterfront. Right. A, little, a little tiny park there in the waterfront. Some
2: boat docks. Right. Boat whatever. taxis. Restaurants. Do some. See, Paul, you have to be innovating. You know, you have to be mm-hmm. Caligieri. Yeah. You have to be Ravenstall. You have to be Murphy, Maslov. as long as you got Peduto and now Ganey and he's surrounded by those progressives, like Bethlehem Hallam and all that crowd. Yeah. They, they're they not going – Paul, they live in another world.
0: Right. But my thing is, we <laughs> – progress is not bad. Of course not. It's not a bad thing. No. And, and it frustrates me every time I read these stories, just like the thing going on in Squirrel Hill right now where they're they trying to, you know, tear down the Irish Center. Uh, I've been there, it. it's you know, a dump. Right. It it's, needs a, to go. It's, yeah, it's a dump and this and that, but they well, you know, what about traffic? What about this? What about our bike trails? What are we talking about? You know what I'm saying? I know. It, oh. it, it, it drives me crazy. Anthony, as always, it was great.